On episode number 39 of the To Be Encouraged podcast, Bishop Julius C. Tribble talks with Iowa Bishop Lori Haller about having a hope to keep on keeping on on part two of a conversation about leading from the heart. My hope is that we won't give up. My hope is that we will keep on keeping on. You are welcome to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Bishop Tremble is on a mission to encourage you with the love of Jesus Christ so you can rise to your highest potential. On To Be Encouraged, Bishop Tremble speaks to a discouraged world with a good word on the pandemic, racism, the environment, human sexuality, and the state of the church with a focus on centering your life on the love of Jesus Christ. Has there ever been a more needed time for an encouraging word to our world? This is your time to rise to your greatest potential and to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Hello, good people, and welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. This is the podcast where Bishop Trimble offers an encouraging word to a discouraged world. I'm your co-host, Reverend Dr. Brad Meller. This episode is a continuation of a conversation that Bishop Trimble had with Bishop Haller on episode number 38 about her faith story, about letting go of some things in the past and looking forward to some things in the future as she looks towards retirement from the United Methodist Church. You can catch episode number 38 at tobeencouraged.com slash episode slash 038. Here on episode 39, Bishop Tremble and Bishop Howler talk about a hope to keep on keeping on and touch on such topics as hope for the church moving forward. The call to ministry for so many young, young people and people of all ages how the Holy Spirit is not done with the United Methodist Church, how we still have a call to encouragement no matter what our place is in our ministry life, how the fields are ripe to the harvest and to continue to pray for people in the margins, and particularly in the Advent and Christmas season. You're going to love this conversation with Bishop Haller. She blogs at lauriehaller.org. You can find out more about her there and find links at our podcast notes at tobeencouraged.com. We pick up the conversation between Bishop Trimble, Bishop Haller, and myself. Let's get into that conversation right now. I'd be interested in hearing, if uh, Laurie, if, what, what, what is one or two hopes you have for our church and for, for the Christian witness going forward? My hope is that we won't give up. My hope is that we will keep on keeping on because I, I know times are, are, are tough in, in many of our churches. Uh, many of our, our smaller churches are, are finding it more difficult to, uh, to, to be able to sustain themselves. Um, and, and that's the same in, in all of our medium sized churches, large churches. You know, we all have our, 
we all have our, our, our issues uh, that we're dealing with. But but if 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 we if we can simply choose to be positive and choose to to go out of our our churches to see what's happening in our communities and discover ways in which we can witness to Christ's love, ways in we, which we can help those who, who need a hand up, uh, and, and ways in, in which we can cultivate relationships. Uh, that's how we are going to grow as churches. We can't just hide in our buildings. Uh, we can't just lament what is happening in our world and, and in our country and in Iowa and in our local church. Uh, God is with us. And we have to, to understand as United Methodists that, that God is, is with us and Jesus is walking beside us every day, uh, mm-hmm. encouraging us to look around us and, 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 and discover where the needs are and, and find a way to, to, to figure out how we can come alongside and, and help them move forward. I, I just saw that in a, in a mighty way here in, here in Iowa, and I'm sure in all of our, our conferences during COVID. Uh, in some, some ways, it was depressing for all of us because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. Uh, and yet at the same time, there was incredible creativity as, as our as our congregations figured out how to do worship online. That, I mean, that in itself was a phenomenal feat. Uh, you know, how can we keep connected with our parishioners who aren't, aren't able to come in person to worship? Well, we had to figure that out. And, mm. and we did. We did. And, and many of our churches today um, still have online worship, although it's still in person. And I suspect that's probably going to be a part of who we are. From now on, people have gotten into different habits and say, well, we're just going to we're just going to go to online worship. Now, that's certainly not my hope, because being with one another in the flesh is incredibly important uh, as we reach out to our communities as well. But but if if we if we think about how much we have actually learned and how the Holy Spirit has loved so many of our congregations to, to be determined and dogged uh, in, in staying together and, and finding ways to be God's people. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible. Now, we don't know what it's going to look like a year from now. Uh, you know, what, what are the impacts, the long-term impacts going to be because of COVID? I don't know. But I do know that there are still hundreds of people in the United Methodist Church, thousands of people that are feeling the call to ministry. Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 the truth. There's so many that are that are saying, uh, "Yes, I'm I'm called. I I want to be a I want to be a preacher. What can I do next? How do I get started?" The Holy Spirit is not done with us mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination, and I am amazed at the number of people, not just young people, but but other folks who are in their 20s or their 30s or 40s who are feeling that call to ministry right in the middle of one of the worst times that we can think of in our lifetimes as far as COVID goes. Hmm. And yet look at the look at the sprouts that are coming up. 
look at the fruit that has been generated. Glory to God. Yeah. With us. Bishop Holler, I thank you for sharing that part of what our conversation is. I'm interested in those people you just mentioned here, those new people being called into ministry. And I'd be interested, you know, you're in a transition, and maybe you can say more about what's next for you. But I'm interested in what you have gleaned from your life of ministry that can be helpful or perhaps a uh, encouragement to particularly these folks being called in, in the ministry. Because many of us who've been around for a while – uh, you know, you said don't give up. Well, I think there are some folks who have given up, to be honest with you. I think there's some people who are pretty cynical and pretty wore out and that type of thing. And that's mm-hmm. something we have to deal with in our churches, among our clergy. But to, speaking to those new uh, people called to ministry, what are some lessons learned from your experience that can be helpful to them moving forward? Well, I, I think that that the most important thing that, that we can do is encourage those that we see potential in, those who we think might have a call uh, that we as clergy uh, in in the United Methodist Church uh, need to be continually talking with our laity. We need to be continually encouraging folks to be part of Bible studies uh, and, and, and lay ministry courses, ways in which they can learn what ministry is all about. Uh, and 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 that's I think that's being done in in wonderful ways and and the, and it's it's only been increased during this time of COVID as uh, we we've all had to try to come together and encourage one another uh, and and you know form these phone trees and make sure that everybody is called and every everybody is is included and that no one is lost uh, that's that's what has started happening and needs to continue to happen to happen as as we discern the the call to ministry that some some have been feeling and, and, and in this particularly in this time of covid but they just need someone to to reach out to them and and say hey come on come with me let's go here let let's go there let's try this let's try that it, to me it seems as if the uh, the fields are ripe for the harvest, and yes. and folks are open to uh, to hearing not only the good news of Jesus Christ, but but needing to find a way to respond. And so that's what I would hope for for our clergy is they they will be particularly mindful right now of how our laity need to be a part of our ministry in a in a new and deeper way, and that only will feed. Uh, feed the, the the need for clergy uh, in in the United Methodist Church. I I think it's going to happen. New people are are being called to ministry all the time, and 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 it's particularly in times of crisis that we are most open mm-hmm. to hearing those those calls in our yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And so that would be uh, one of my primary hopes uh, for the United Methodist Church as we move forward. That we as clergy. We as leaders in the church and lay leaders will always be on the lookout for those uh, who who want to to come to church. And and I just need to tell you about a little story about a boy that I got to meet. Um, uh, and it, it, in the course of my ministry and and how I had the chance to encourage him, I was in one of our churches and 
uh, and just hearing from him recently uh, and just saying, wow, wow, God is still working in this little boy who's no longer a little boy. Uh, and and there's going to be a great future for whatever he ends up doing and being and becoming. Uh, it's because somebody else encouraged him. And so uh, Bishop Trimble, that's why so many of us in, admire your mission statement and uh, of encouragement and, and the way in which you emphasize that, because that's what's going to help all of us uh, is if we keep encouraging one another uh, during uh, not only during the good the, the, the good times, but especially during the tough times. Uh, we're all in this together, whether we, whether we like it or not. Uh, and 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 it, it's our uh, it, it, it's our job as the church as disciples of Jesus Christ to to embody that calling in ourselves and to and to reach out to others who are just waiting for someone to encourage them. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, that that's awesome. And then Bishop Trimble, I know you and Bishop Haller are uh, we're part of this transition that's going on among the uh, among the bishops and so on as we move forward. And I would just like to, and I know that Bishop Haller, you are moving forward here, but I'm interested to see both your take on kind of the state of the episcopacy in this transition. And then Haller, Bishop Haller, I really would like to hear what's next for you. I haven't heard that yet. I really would like to hear what's yeah. next, next for you. Bishop Trimble, the state of the Episcopacy as we move forward now. Well, we had a, we had a meeting today where we were welcoming new, newly elected bishops on Zoom, <laughs> on Zoom. And I thought it was just incredibly refreshing. Uh, I, the first jurisdictional conference I went to was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which was, and we just hosted the most recent one in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I, I went there. I was a new new district superintendent, and we had a couple of people who were candidates for bishop uh, who were not elected. And so I thought I should go and to a jurisdictional conference. It was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was in Ohio at the time. It was 1996, and they, we elected four bishops. All of them were men. Uh, three were Anglo, and one was African-American. They all were men. And if you go back to, you can find a picture of the Council of Bishops in 1946, 1976, and even 1996, you will see how drastically different and how much more uh, the Council of Bishops reflects the global church and the global society uh, in terms of racial, ethnic diversity, uh, even age and gender. uh, and so I, I just find that to be just encouraging in and of itself that change doesn't often happen fast, but I think if, it, if it's in God's plan that it does happen, there is a progression. There is a progression towards a more excellent way. And I'm not, there's no, no knock on the bishops that we've elected in the past or those that will be elected after we're long gone. Uh, uh, but I just praise God, and I'm praying for the bishops that I that we've just elected. Uh, I do know something that I've learned from Bishop Haller and, and others, but some of the way in which we've been doing ministry is not sustainable. It's just not physically sustainable, um, and we've got to find a way to share the load with the laity. One of the good things that I'll end with this, Brad. Uh, 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 one of the good things that has come out of this crisis, COVID crisis, is I think. We no longer have to be defined by our buildings. 
four or five years ago, a lot of a lot of even in Indiana, this a lot of the people's pride was in their in their church buildings and what the ministry that emanated from those buildings. Now I think because we were so forced not to be in our buildings that people understand the church is really as the song we used to sing in at camp and 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 VB vacation Bible school. The church is the people. And so we have to really continue to learn to be the church more so than just to get people to go to church. Yeah. So I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged by the diversity I see in the count, the new council of bishops, but I do know we not only, it's not only good to have a a different painting and picture, but I I do and continue to do ministry the way we've done in the past, you know, elevate people to these roles and just, Hey, go do, do go do as much work as you can until you can't do it anymore. Yeah, well, Bishop Bishop Haller, how about your kind of take of the Episcopacy as you transition to something new, and then maybe tell us a little bit about what is next for you. Well, uh, thank you. I, I guess first of all, I, I would agree with Bishop Trimble completely uh, that this morning's uh, uh, Zoom meeting with our new Episcopal leaders was incredibly inspiring. Uh, what diversity, the, 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 I, I'm convinced the most diverse group of, of new Episcopal leaders that we, we've ever had. Uh, I just came away with that ecstatic, uh, and just saying, wow, wow. Uh, you know, for, for, for us old worn out bishops who are, you know, who are about ready to retire, um, you know, all of, all of the, the new energy and, and the ideas and, and the, 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 just the fact that they, they knowing where the United Methodist Church is, offered themselves uh, to to be a part of that process uh, of of electing Episcopal leaders. You know that for me was just um, just the best, just the best. Um, I also think that that as far as as my own future goes, um, I have a clean slate right now. I haven't made any decisions about anything other than the fact that uh, I'm going to be retired and I'm going to be a grandmother and I'm going to be able to live close enough to my grandchildren so that I'm going to be able to be a part of their lives. And so that's my, that's my priority right now. And then, then we'll see, we'll see what happens after that. Brad, Brad, you know, you know something about being a grand grandparent. We, we talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we do. In fact, one of my main jobs is to be the kickle, the, the uh, giggle coach for my two granddaughters. That's, uh, that's my title, giggle coach. So, uh, yeah, well, that's an honorable thing, wonderful thing. And, and I just want to say a word of thanks to both. Bishop uh, Trimble and Bishop Haller for your service, but particularly to Bishop Haller as you complete your time in the Episcopacy and, you know, I know some uh, clergy friends in Iowa, and they have uh, enjoyed your leadership as well as yours, Bishop Trimble, as you were in Iowa before uh, you came to mm-hmm. Indiana. And uh, I just want to say a big thank you from one uh, from one elder, uh, from my perspective. And Bishop Trimble, do you have any words of closure that you may want to bring, or any words of thanks to Bishop Haller, or any uh, other encouraging words that you would like to bring here today? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I just want to thank Bishop uh, uh, Laurie Haller for. Her leadership, not only, again, like I said, not only in Iowa, but in the Council of Bishops and um, for her for her consistent witness. Um, uh, I, I do want to share a couple of scriptures as we close when I oh, think yes. about the, the Advent season, Romans 15, 5. 
and think about some of our conversation today, Romans 15, 5, may the God of endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude toward each other, similar to Christ Jesus' attitude. That's from the Common English Bible. Romans 12 and verse 12, chapter 12, verse 12, be happy in your hope. Stand in your stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. And we heard those themes today. You know, hope is hope is a good thing. Uh, and uh, when we are in trouble and we will experience trouble and trials, and Jesus says this in the Gospel of John, but but we should stand our ground and we should devote ourselves always uh, to prayer. And so I'm thankful and will continue to be in prayer for my friend and colleague, uh, Lori Haller, Bishop Lori Haller. And Brad, as you know, you, you, you continue to be in my prayers uh, always uh, as a colleague and, and, a, and a, now a new friend. Um, and we just want people to know whether you're United Methodist or not, God loves you. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, accept it. I think it was Tillich. I hope I'm not misquoting Paul Tillich. To, but, you know, that faith is accepting that you already have been accepted. There's something to that effect. I really like that. You know, if people can accept the fact that they've already been accepted by God, all the judgment that we do really, really amounts to a little bit of nothing. So thanks be to God for <clears throat> the Advent journey and for uh, this time together on the podcast. Yes. Well, Bishop Holloway gave you the last word of any word of encouragement you want to share with anybody listening to us here today. Then Bishop Trouble, if you'll close us with prayer, we'd appreciate it. Thank you, Brad. Um, it has been a joy and a privilege to to be a part of this podcast today. Uh, thank you to Bishop Trimble uh, for his, not only for his leadership, not only for 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 this podcast, but but also just for who you are. Uh, and uh, I I have been uh, so honored to be a part of the Episcopacy uh, in the United Methodist Church uh, during this season of Advent. Uh, as we prepare the way of the Lord. Uh, I know that God is also preparing hearts and minds of those uh, who are in distress, those who are suffering, those who are ill, uh, those who aren't sure where to turn to next. Uh, I pray for all those who are on the margins. And and during this Advent season, uh, may each one of us do all we can to prepare the way of the Lord and a world filled with hope and grace and peace and light. Thank you. Thank you. Bishop Treble, would you lead us in prayer, please? Sure. Gracious, loving God, we thank you for waking us up this morning and we thank you for allowing the sun to shine across the globe. We ask that you bless us to be a blessing. And even as we journey this season in preparation of the celebration of Christmas, let us not miss the trees that are in front of us or the leaves that are no longer uh, before us. Let us not miss the little things that are all around us that give us signs of hope. Bless us, O God, as we wake up and as we go to bed at night. We thank you, O God. Prepare us to be servants. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen, and we thank you for being our guest today on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble, the podcast where we look to offer an encouraging word to a discouraged world.
Many thanks to Bishop Laurie Haller for being our guest on episode number 39 and on also episode 38 of the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. We encourage you to listen to both episodes and get the transcript to get the full benefit of this podcast episode. Bishop Haller offered us a great word of hope and encouragement. We do thank her for being our guest, but most of all, we are thankful and grateful for her years of service to the United Methodist Church through her mission and ministry in the state of Michigan and serving the Episcopacy in the state of Iowa. We'll put links to her blog, lauriehaller.org, and everything about her in our show notes at tobeencouraged.com. That includes a full transcript of our conversation. We thank her for her word of hope and encouragement. Bishop Julius C. Trimble is all about an encouraging word. That's why we exist here at the To Be Encouraged podcast, to offer an encouraging word to a discouraged world. And we invite you to join us every week here on To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Until next time, good friends, I'm Reverend Dr. Brad Miller. Remember to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen to Be Encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast, where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it.